Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. In Major League Baseball, Tampa Bay Rays starter Blake Snell underwent arthroscopic surgery Monday to remove loose bodies from his left elbow. The surgery went according to plan per a press release from the Rays, and Snell is expected to return to action sometime in early to mid-September. ESPN's Buster Olney is reporting that the Indians, quote, continue to evaluate possible trade scenarios involving Trevor Bauer. This is obviously coming after Bauer launched a baseball into the center field stands in Kansas City when he was pulled by manager Terry Francona. He did apologize after the contest. MB.com's John Morosi reports that the Nationals have shown interest in Rangers reliever Jose Leclerc. And following up on the trade yesterday, the Mets did in fact acquire right-handed pitcher Marcus Stroman for two minor leaguers. The Mets also got cash considerations in return. I'm Ben Straffer, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis, solo here for the final hour on a Monday afternoon, getting closer to the start of the NFL season, 38 days away. And we do have football coming up, the Hall of Fame game this week, Thursday night. So, Tons going on in training camp right now. And we're going to get you up to date on everything. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on the gram at Aaron88. And check out all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code Ronis50. You get two months for the price of one. My rankings are out. They are there. They will be updated continuously. I've already made some changes based on the news over the weekend. There will be more changes to come. So I pretty much update it daily whenever news breaks. Uh, as I kind of do my research, see some stats, look at depth charts, a lot of reasons to change, and especially as I do drafts and put the pressure on myself on the clock, and I'm uh, in the middle of two basketball drafts right now. I'll be in the flex draft on Friday in New York City, so lots of drafts being done. Of course, mockdraftnow.com always do a lot over there as well. It's a best ball format. It's free, and you can win prizes, so that's good practice as well, and you could do that in five minutes, but... Check us out at FullTimeFantasy.com. Our fantasy football draft kit is fire. So much going on there. Uh, have a look uh, over the weekend. It was uh, five running back values you can get late in your drafts. We got training camp news and notes uh, from the weekend. Also, uh, a look at the On the Clock series from Dr. Roto. Sean Charles going through his uh, fantasy football world championship targets and tiers and how many points you need for each position. I've got a look at a breakout wide receiver. We'll have our preseason pro picks from Sean Childs and Dr. Otto coming out today. Uh, mine will be out in a couple weeks. So a lot of content up there right now as part of our fantasy football draft kit. And you can just go on the main page now and click and see everything that's already there and what is to come. Great content that's going to help you dominate for the upcoming season. And we'll be there throughout the season with waiver wire articles, fab articles, stock watch, and of course those imperative start sit questions to get you through the season. So we'll give you a nice base uh, after your draft, and then we'll be there to help you throughout the season uh, and get you through the uh, difficult decisions that you have to make, whether it's the waiver wire, start sit. You could ask those questions on the message boards and the forums anytime you want. Of course, we have DFS as well for NFL and MLB. Still have you covered there. This article's up. 
for today as well, including the optimizer and Slack chat leading up to lineup lock. And of course, you can head on over and hop in a draft, play ffwc.com and take advantage of those early values before the price starts to skyrocket. We're already seeing it. Players moving up and down just based on a little bit of training camp news, and we're going to get to some of those players and what's going on. Uh, we do got a couple drafts tonight, a starter full season draft at 9 p.m. Eastern and an online championship draft at 11 p.m. Eastern. There's a draft and go best ball draft on Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, already has several spots filled in that one, so head on over playffwc.com check that out now all right let's uh go over some of the news that occurred over the weekend and a lot was going on of course the big thing from the weekend was aj green the Bengals wide receiver expected to be out six to eight weeks as he has ligament tears in his ankle this happened during practice at the university of dayton uh apparently field's not in great condition either so uh, you know, six to eight weeks means there's a possibility he's uh, ready for the start of the season, but probably not. So, you know, Green was someone who I was kind of debating about, and I've talked about it during the show. You know, in the FSGA draft, I had the second overall pick in a 14-team league, and in round three, A.J. Green was there. So that would have been pick 30, and I was like, do I go A.J. Green? Because I've always been a big fan, but, you know, he is over 30. He's had injuries over the last couple of years. But when he was on the field last year, he was dominant. I mean, he really was. He was on pace for a great year. But I didn't feel strongly about it, and I went with Amari Cooper. Obviously, looking back now, looks better. And I even discussed it last week. I brought it up. I said, you know, A.J. Green's been a, a player for me that I kind of really haven't figured out yet. I haven't taken him in any drafts. And uh, just wasn't feeling great now his ADP is 31 in the fantasy football world championships but the last couple of drafts 37 and 40 so he's going to slip and you have to ask yourself okay where is the appropriate price now as we get more drafts here over the next couple of days I'll let you guys know where he is kind of settling in my guess is he starts to fall to the fifth sixth round I have dropped him in my rankings you know, again, it really depends on the risk that you want to take on at this point because there's a couple ways to look at it. You could say, well, he might only miss one week, maybe two. If he comes back healthy, he's going to be fine. But he is on the other side of 30. And, yeah, it's not that old. But for the NFL wide receivers, yeah. And, you know, now it's been foot, toe, ankle. So could it be that his lower body is breaking down? It's possible. You know, I'm not saying it is, but – you have to take that into account in a very physical sport. So probably I think you're going to see him go in the sixth round. And then you just, it really it depends on a number of factors. Uh, what's your level of risk? What do you have on your team at that time? Are you going, are you playing in an overall championship? You know, because in an overall championship, maybe you take on that risk. You say, you know what? I'll take him in the sixth round knowing that he could finish as a potential top 12 top 15 wide receiver but you could take the other side of it and say look he already is dealing with an injury uh he could have a setback you know there's no surgery what if he comes back and aggravates it so there's a couple ways to look at it right now i'm probably not drafting him uh i and the other thing to watch is what does this do for tyler boyd uh boyd has been you know someone that has been going like in that wide receiver two three range his adp is 55 uh, and he's gone 51 and 56 in the last couple of drafts. And there was a lot of talk about Boyd splits last year without A.J. Green. They were actually worse. But you got to remember there was no Andy Dalton, that Driscoll was the quarterback. So you have to take that into account. Either way, uh, I did move Boyd up a little bit. Uh, 
there is a chance that he could be that number one for a few weeks. But, uh, yeah, I look, when you are very optimistic on injuries, a lot of times it backfires. So it really all depends on your perspective. A lot of times people are going to say, oh, it's such a good value. I'm not going to pass him up. But remember, there are setbacks. So usually if you fade the injury, you probably are going to win most times. And there are other times where it's value. You know, like last year, Julian Edelman was a value missing the first four games of the suspension. We knew, and I took him out in Vegas in the beat Adam Reynolds online championship. I think it's 7-1. But he wasn't coming off an injury. Well, he was with the torn ACL, but we knew he'd be okay. But this is an injury. And there's definitely some rips there involved with AJ Green right now. I'll uh, let you know I'm in the middle of a couple drafts. I'll let you know where he goes and what his ADP falls to in the next couple days. Lots more ahead as we go over a lot of the news from the weekend in the NFL. That's ahead right here, Full-Time Fantasy. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Back here at his full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Monday afternoon. Don't forget, check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. Have an article coming on uh, looking at quarterbacks. And uh, we got our preseason pro picks coming out today from Dr. Ronis and Sean Childs. Use the promo code Ronis50. Get 50% off your first two months. And my rankings are posted now. A lot of people asking about that. So they are there. You can take a look at them. And, of course, they will be updated constantly as the news breaks. And it felt like we had so much news over the weekend with injuries. Uh, Derek Henry was in a walking boot after he got hurt on the first day of training camp on Friday. So they are saying he's day-to-day and that the injury is not serious, according to Coach Mike Vrabel. Although, you know, who knows? He's from the Patriots, so they're very tight-lipped about injuries. But, you know, Henry is what we talked about in the first hour. If you missed it, check it out on demand. Dr. Otto participated in our online championship draft at the Fantasy Football World Championships on Friday and took Henry in round four as the 19th running back off the board. So second pick around four, and I like that there. Obviously, Henry down the stretch last year was absolutely dominant. Uh, he Got off to a really slow start, and people probably dropped him. His ADP right now is 35. He went 43 in our last draft, so maybe uh, people a little concerned now uh, because of this injury. Not really worried yet. You know, Henry, again, he could potentially lead the league in rushing if they keep feeding him the football. Now, he isn't going to catch a ton of passes but this guy had 12 touchdowns last year. And I know a lot of it came last year down the stretch. But maybe they finally saw, hey, this is the way that we should use him. So uh, definitely Henry is certainly, if he can stay in that late third, early fourth round, it's really beneficial for those teams that start their draft wide receiver, wide receiver. And I think a lot of people are scared to do that this year. We see the running backs kind of flying off the board. And people feel like they have to get that three down back early. And I think it makes people prevent them from going wide receiver, wide receiver. And I think at the back end of the draft, you can do it. Now, it also depends on what your rankings are, what your preference is, because 
it's kind of all over the board. But, you know, in this draft, we saw only two teams go wide receiver, wide receiver. It was uh, team uh, eight, which went Julio Jones, Mike Evans, and team five went DeAndre Hopkins, Antonio Brown. Usually I think at the end you can do it and come back with uh, pretty good running backs there late in the third round. And, uh, you know, like the Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry types. But, you know, not everyone's a fan of those running backs. So I think it all comes down to uh, the way you view these players. But uh, certainly Derrick Henry there in the late third, fourth round to me uh, is someone that uh, I can draft and already have him in one draft. I think it was late third round. So, you know, again, he might dip because of this injury. Again, it doesn't sound serious yet. And we'll see if he's out there for practice uh, soon. Dante Moncrief, he opened practice as the starting receiver for the Steelers. So we'll see how this changes. Moncrief, obviously, a little bit more experienced in the league than James Washington, who was a rookie last year. And those guys are generally going kind of right next to each other. So Moncrief's ADP right now is 113. And uh, James Washington is a little bit higher at 99. So... Let's see if this shifts. The last few drafts, James Washington went 106, 129, 111. Moncrief, 108, 109, 110. So uh, probably lean towards Moncrief right now, especially since he is uh, running with the starters. But that doesn't mean Washington can't work his way up the depth chart. And as we saw in that online draft on Friday, uh, Moncrief went 51st at receiver in round 10. And the next pick was James Washington at pick 52. So, again, those guys going very, very close to each other uh, in draft so far. Good news on Cooper Cup. He has no restrictions during training camp. So, you know, I've been kind of reluctant for Cup. He's coming off the tourney. So, and I love Cup. He was someone I had in a lot of leagues last year, and it was fun getting him. I was taking him around four, rounds five, and I had him on a lot of teams. Uh, So that injury really hurt. On Fridays, we saw him go – as the wide receiver 26 in round five, and especially for that team, that was wide receiver three. So that's really a nice value. And we all know that the uh, Rams offense was not as good without Cooper Cup last year. Jared Goff really struggled down the stretch. In fact, in his last five games, Jared Goff was held to one touchdown or fewer in four of them. And we all know how he struggled in the Super Bowl. So, I have yet to take Cup, and again, I'm a huge fan. I thought I, I, I'm a little surprised that he's going to be good to go. Uh, so he's a guy I really want to watch at training camp to make sure that he is able to get by fully, and there's no uh, restrictions. I guess with the medicals, we're getting a little bit more advanced with the torn ACLs because his happened was at week nine, week ten, so it was the middle of the year. But we have seen some players come back pretty quickly, and Cup's very important to that offense. He just felt like he was the the crutch for Jared Goff. He would look to him in crucial situations. He looked to him a lot in the red zone. And, you know, it's crazy because, you know, we have three Rams receivers all going in the top 50. Robert Woods, 41. Brandon Cooks, 42. Cup, 48. But yet Goff is going pretty late. So uh, you got to think Goff is going to be pretty good if all those three are going to be so supportive. I've mentioned this in every sport. When you like a player and you're getting them at a good value, you really don't want to hear too many positive things because it's going to inflate their ADP. And one player I'm starting to feel that about right now is Paris Campbell because I've been getting him at a nice value and been taking him in a few drafts. Uh, His ADP right now is 127. But we saw in the last draft, 
He went 115 after going 161 and 159 a couple times. So he's creeping up. And again, it's positive buzz in training camp. People can say whatever they want. Preseason doesn't mean anything. Who cares? But these reports come out, and these players move up the board. And again, that is why it is beneficial to draft early. Now, I hear people out there right now say, well, you didn't have A.J. Green. It, it, it's, it's both sides. You are going to get screwed at times. You know, if you took A.J. Green late second, early third round, you're not feeling great about it right now. Now, again, he could be ready week one, week two, and it's not a big deal. But when you see other people getting him now in rounds five or six, yeah, it hurts. So, there are, like everything, you know, every there were people who say, well, this is why you draft as close to the start of the season as possible. Okay, you could do that, and two of your players can get hurt the next day and be out for the year. So, yes, you have a little bit more information, but you don't get as much value either because – Maybe there's some players that you really liked, and you look at an early draft board and realize, hey, these guys are undervalued. What is wrong with people? Well, it's not going to happen now. And Paris Campbell certainly going to move up a little bit. Uh, a lot of positive reports that they like his work in the red zone as well. I did see one clip where he got wide open, and it's an area of the red zone. You usually don't see guys get open that quickly, but you know, he he's really good uh, coming out of Ohio State and uh, – I'm a fan. I mean, again, I've been taking him in early drafts. He was uh, one of my favorite rookies, and now I'm just uh, afraid that the value goes up too much. Now, in the draft on Friday, he went around 11, 56 receiver off the board. Love that spot. I mean, that's where you take him. Yeah, is it possible that, you know, he doesn't get enough volume? Sure, it's possible. I mean, you, you look what you have there. You got T.Y. Hilton. You've got Eric Ebron, Jack Doyle. They brought in Devin Funches. So, yeah, there's a lot to work with there, but if Campbell can – show the ability to work out of the slot and get open, Andrew Luck's going to find them. So definitely one of my favorite uh, picks right now in those double-digit rounds. The other guy you're hearing some uh, buzz about is Miles Boykins from the Ravens. He was taken to the third round of the draft, and uh, Marquise Brown was expected to be the number one, but he's a little bit slow to get on the field with that foot injury. So, you look, you're not going to invest heavily in the Ravens wide receivers just because we know this is a team that's going to run the football a lot. They did not pass. Still, Lamar Jackson needs to improve. So uh, these are guys that you could take. Like, like Marquise Brown I took in the June in the FSGA, like round 14. Uh, and again, it's not a big deal because if it doesn't work out, you know, I could drop him. Miles Bulking going very late in drafts right now. 253 is ADP. In fact, he's really just starting to get drafted. There were a lot of drafts recently in our league where he didn't get drafted. So right now that's a late flyer to take because if that pans out, it could work out pretty well for you. A lot more NFL news from the weekend and what it means for your fantasy teams. That's ahead at full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Monday afternoon. You can check me out at fulltimefantasy.com as my rankings are up. So use the promo code RONIS50. Get 50% off your first two months. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament setting their lineups using the daily Roto.com DFS lineup optimizer, or become one of the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Head on over, check out their tools for NFL, MOB, PGA, NBA, NHL, and sports wagering, or get access to all of them with the Daily Roto Elite Package. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount, and you'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership, percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, and use of the same Daily Roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Coming up in the next segment, I'll have Sean Childs from FullTimeFantasy.com. He's also one of the top high-stakes players around, so we'll talk some football with him. But uh, Taking a look at some of the uh, other big notes from the weekend here uh, around the NFL. Uh, Damian Williams dealing with a little bit of a hamstring injury right now, and uh, it happened during practice, and Again, doesn't appear to be serious, but you're always worried about hamstring injuries. They can be very tricky. And, you know, Damian Williams, to me, is a player that people are kind of split on here. Uh, there's people who really like him, and he's been moving up draft boards a little bit, and others have a lot of doubt on whether he can, you know, handle the workload. And Williams is 27 years old, and, you know, he really, last year was, was the first time down the stretch that we saw him with a big workload. 50 carries he had last year. That's his career high. 50 carries in a season. He did average 5.1 yards per carry and caught 23 passes as well. But, you know, the people who are in support of Damian Williams say, look, it's the Chiefs offense. It's one of the most dynamic offenses around, and pretty much almost any running back that you put in there is going to have success. Because you got Mahomes at quarterback and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins drawing so much attention, it just opens things up. Uh, Daniel Williams' his ADP right now is 24, so he's creeped up. Now moving uh, to the late second round, he's gone as early as 21, as late as 30. Uh, and you know, I think people are, uh, you know, they look also at the situation and be like, well, there's not much behind him. Yeah, Carlos Hyde, he hasn't been good. His ADP is 121, so... Uh, you got to pay the price for him. Uh, and the durability certainly is one of the question marks there for Damian Williams at this time. In Buffalo, you know, I think people were excited for Robert Foster, but apparently he is third on that depth chart. He's not running with the starters. And, you know, he had some big games last year. So right now it looks like it's John Brown and Zay Jones. And remember, this is an offense that's not going to, have a ton of wide receivers putting up consistent numbers. You know, Josh Allen really struggled last year with accuracy yeah. as a passer, only 52% completion percentage. Now, he did run a lot, and that's where his value lies in fantasy, especially if he could just improve a little bit as a passer. But he does have more weapons than he had last year. You know, Zay Jones did start to come on strong. Foster did have three 100-yard games uh, over the last seven weeks of the season. So... Uh, he is working with the second team. There is a possibility that he moves up, but right now that first team looks to be Zay Jones, John Brown, and Cole Beasley in the slot. So interested to see what this does for the price of Foster, especially in basketball. Obviously, he was a pretty good pick with his potential upside. His ADP right now is 159 in the Fantasy Football World Championship, so uh, I think you could see him move down a little bit. Uh, John Brown, I've always liked him. Talent 
is there. It's just that it's going to be tough on a week-to-week basis to have consistency. We saw last year, once Lamar Jackson came in at quarterback, it was difficult for Brown to put up big games. His ADP right now is 134, so he looks to be uh, the highest of the Bills wide receivers. Zay Jones is at 180, so Brown is the guy that's going the highest right now of that group. You know, a lot of people want to see Lamar Miller lose his job. They're not excited to take him in fantasy. I don't think anyone fist pumps or gets excited taking Lamar Miller. His ADP is 76. Basically, when you look at Lamar Miller, you're going, all right, well, he has the job. He's the starter. All right, fine, I'll take him here. That's basically the way people are at Lamar Miller. It's definitely not a league-winning pick. You're not excited about it. I, I really don't even want to draft him. Uh, last year, you know, 14 games, 210 carries, 973 on the ground, five touchdowns. He did average 4.6 yards per carry, and, you know, the offensive line did struggle last year, and he caught 25 passes, 463 yards. So, again, not exciting numbers. He hasn't had more than five rushing touchdowns since 2004. Uh, just not an exciting pick, cause, but a lot of people feel, okay, Deonta Foreman uh, could take that job. But uh, Bill O'Brien stated that Miller was the starting running back and he didn't even commit to Foreman as the backup running back. So uh, people are hoping Foreman can be healthy and take over. So uh, Miller, again, not that exciting pick. If you're really desperate, I guess, for running backs at that point, you take him. But I, I just don't see it happening for me. Uh, he's, he went as RB31 in the online championship draft on Friday night. Uh, and that was the first running back for that team. As we mentioned, that team started with five consecutive wide receivers and then took Lamar Miller. So maybe for that team, it's a fit because you don't really, at that point, too, when you're talking RB31, you really don't, you're not going to get a huge upside unless you're taking someone like a Rashad Penny who you think can work their way into a starting role. Uh, but Miller is that boring pick right now, which sometimes can hit, but not someone that I'm looking to to draft right now. Uh, we're also hearing some pretty good things about Trey Quinn. He has been someone that I'm looking at late drafts and PPR. Look, this Washington offense is not very good. You don't want to invest much in it at all. But Quinn is someone that could work the slot and should be taken in late rounds. Obviously, Jameson Carter has gone to the Jets, so Quinn could fill that role. And he's very cheap in drafts right now. So maybe a guy that can help out in PPR formats. His ADP is 188. He's gone as early as 156, as late as 250. So sure, that late, he's going to be on the radar because if it doesn't work out and it's not looking good, it's easy. You just move on and cut him. So uh, that's why you don't have to invest a lot in him. Uh, There was a report today about Christian McCaffrey that maybe will – catch some people's eyes. So basically the Panthers said, and it was North Turner, the offensive coordinator said, they want to be smarter about Christian McCaffrey's usage. So you see that and you go, oh no, what are they going to do? Do I have to bump McCaffrey down the draft board? And I would not. Again, I would take him as early as number one. I definitely, he's in consideration for me at the number one pick. Uh, the thing with McCaffrey last year is he barely left the field. I think it was like 92% of the snaps he played. So yeah, it makes sense. You don't want him on the field as much. There's no reason to do that. It's something that you rarely see. The key is, okay, how does this affect his touches? Because that's what we care about in fantasy. How many times is he going to touch the ball? And it appears like it's not going to change much from what last year. Basically, they're concerned about the number of times McCaffrey handled the ball last season. Uh, That was 326. But they said his touches wouldn't necessarily decrease. Even if they go down, say they go down to 300 total, it's not a huge deal. Uh, I think it's the snaps. 
So, again, he was barely off the field. And makes sense. You do need to take him off for a little bit. But, again, the Panthers really didn't do anything to say that they're going to limit his usage. They drafted Jordan Scarlett in the fifth round. So I don't think this changes anything for McCaffrey. Some people might get scared and think it will. You know, they gave him 219 carries last year, but he had 124 targets and caught 107 passes. As a rookie, he caught 80. So he should be in that 90 to 95 reception range, which is huge for uh, fantasy. He gives him a high floor every week. He had 13 total touchdowns, and he showed. He gave me effect in between the tackles. I think there was uh, that's what some people had concern about last year is when you look at his rookie year, he averaged 3.7 yards per carry on 117. And people are like, well, can he do it? And we've seen this guy's ripped. He's jacked. And last year he had 219 carries but averaged 5 yards per carry. So definitely not worried about it uh, there. The Giants receivers, man, just decimated over the weekend. Well, first of all, Sterling Shepard with this thumb injury. Now it looks like Shepard could be ready for week one. So I didn't bump down Shepard too much. I mean, you're always worried with a guy that has the injury, but it doesn't sound like he is going to miss much time, if any. So his ADP is 81. Then you had Golden Tate. Uh, I was out Saturday at the beach and saw the news. Uh, Golden Tate uh, suspended four games. So he's appealing it. Uh, his ADP is 87. Uh, last draft, he went at 103. So, you know, if he misses four games, it's a, it's a big portion of the season here. It's not a great offense. So I would bump him down a little bit. I think both Shepard and Tate were decent values where they're going at this point. Uh, the Giants offense, just a lot of bad vibes around it. Offensive line's not good. Eli Manning, and then they could always switch Dan Jones. So it's just a lot of negativity surrounding the Giants right now. But again, Shepard, I'm really not going to move Tate. You've got to bump down because he's going to miss four games, and that's an important part of the season. And obviously very good players figure that they can get by it. Um, and Tate, uh, this was before the news in Friday's draft. Uh, he went at pick uh, – he went at round six. Well, I received 34 off the board, so definitely would not take him that early. For sure, I'd bump them down a few rounds, and there'll probably be someone in a draft who takes them earlier than me. Uh, but four games is a, it's a decent amount to miss. Uh, you know, again, when the fantasy season, regular season is 13 weeks, and then you got the bye week, so that is a, a decent amount of time to miss. Of course, Corey Coleman out for the year with the 20 ACL, so a lot of bad things going on with the Giants right now. Uh, it's got to help Evan Ingram, and, you know, Ingram's a guy that's right in that tier with Hunter Henry and O.J. Howard, and people might bump him up over those guys now. I could see doing that. I still like O.J. Howard uh, better. It's a better offense and on a per-play basis. You know, Howard was very efficient. You know, Ingram has had some injury issues, too, over the last couple of years. But uh, they're going to have to ask a lot more of them. It is a team that should be playing from behind. Not good on the defensive side. So, you know, Ingram should get a ton of targets. He had 115 as a rookie last year in 11 games. He had 64. But probably going to be a lot closer to what we saw as a rookie and he is essentially a wide receiver playing tight end so you're going to start to see him get bumped up the board to move up a little bit when we return i'll be joined by sean child of full-time fantasy here on the fantasy sports radio network hey thanks for downloading the podcast and remember 
If you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Back here it is, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ron is here until 4 p.m. Eastern. And joining me now, it is Sean Childs from FullTimeFantasy.com. You can check out his preseason pro picks up on the site right now. Sean, what's going on? Um, not too much. Just kind of creeping along in baseball, trying to save the season. Some pitching getting beat up over the last month and, uh, you know, getting ready for the football season. Yeah, baseball, man. You're always worried when you send out these pitchers that are not aces. And even some of the aces now are getting hit hard. Uh, how does it look for you in baseball? Uh, good shot to, to win some good money? Uh, I have a few teams. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm probably like third overall on the cut line with a couple. You know, obviously you're going to make the cut a couple times. So if I could win, that would be good. And I'm still in contention in three main events and a couple online. But I, I looked a lot better at the All-Star break just uh, – you know, you get that, you know, mid-season swoon, but then you look at it, you know, where were you a month ago, and can you gain those points back? Because other teams could have injuries and struggles as well. It's, you know, it's kind of frustrating. But I did carry Bichette all year, and I have Tucker. So if Houston ever get clear out of spot, and I get two two guys to help for the last two months, and, you know, might may be a push, but still need to find a pitcher or two. Yeah, Bichette was owning a lot of leagues. People have been holding on to him. Obviously, he had that setback. Uh, getting hit on the hand by a pitch, but he was obviously called up yesterday. So if he's available in your league, go get him. He's going to get the playing time. Uh, but let's talk some football now. Um, have you begun drafting yet? I know you're, and I, I noticed this from several high stakes players. Some of them wait a while to draft. Uh, where, have you been drafting yet? Or when do you expect to start if you haven't? I haven't done any um, of the season long stuff uh, yet. I mean, um, for, for like the higher stakes things, the only thing I've done, drafted is those. $25 draft.com draft champion leagues just because, you know, it's a big window to kind of get it in and it's kind of cheap. So I've probably drafted 25 teams of them, but, you know, they're all, you know, it's 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 tough drafting early, but I think it's going to sell out. So I just wanted to, you know, get some, get ahead of it when I kind of knew what was going on and then just kind of pick away at it. But, you know, pretty much August 1st, I'll probably have to, you know, you know, do the you know a couple of the high end doll leagues and just just try to get a feel for you know different ADPs, get in tune for what our, our stuff's going on at our site, and just you know get ready for Vegas and the live stuff and hopefully have a good football season. Well, the big news from the weekend is AJ Green with these torn ligaments in his ankle, expected to miss six to eight weeks. He was generally going early in the third round. Were you high on AJ Green before this? How does this change your opinion of him and? You know, is he someone, do you say, you know what, I'm going to avoid, or is there a certain price where you go, I'll take it, it's, it's too much value to pass up? Yeah, going into the drafts that I did, I, I didn't draft him once so far. I mean, it just kind of, he falls in a neutral range, and there's other players that I like, you know, when he was probably going in the third round, I think, in the, you know, the EPR league. So, um, you know, with the injury, you know, somebody just texted me and asked me a question about Green, and I said, well, I mean, it's hard enough winning in fantasy football when you have healthy players starting the season, but when you draft somebody that's already hurt, 
you know, and you give up a, he was saying like a fourth round pick for Greenham, which I thought was still kind of early, but you know, he's just, if he slides to slides to like the eighth round, I mean, even if he missed two or three games, he's still going to be better than the inventory. So it's always that break point of where they fall. So, um, fourth round pick, I would definitely wouldn't be interested in him. Fifth round's kind of tricky because, you know, depending on your team structure, you might be looking for another running back. And then, you know, after sixth, it's, 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 you know, what do you need? Do you have a weakness and, you know, what can you gamble on? So, uh, you know, my first five X, I would probably fade green for sure. How about a guy like Golden Tate, who is suspended for the first four games of the season? Where is it enough of a discount to take him? Or are you concerned about the Giants offense and, and missing four games? I thought he was going to be, you know, like a, more of a 70 catch guy coming in. Um, and he was probably about 10 to 12th round, in the, I think, in the, the higher than, than league. So the four games have to push him back to like 14, 15, 16. So I think as a fifth, sixth receiver, you know, he's a guy you could probably hang around in the price point relatively cheap. Um, you know, he's got to kind of, kind of plays hard when he's on the field, but you know, maybe they lower it to two games, who knows, but, uh, you know, for now, you know, just, uh, he's, you know, more of a bench player and, you know, I don't even know when the giants have a bye week, so it could affect that, you know, if he has a bye week five or six, I mean, it could be, you know, that's another week off the table early in the season. Talking to Sean Childs, you can find all his work, fulltimefantasy.com. His preseason pro picks are out today, so you can check that out. You know, I guess one of the guys that everyone's trying to figure out right now is Melvin Gordon, what to do with him. He's in this holdout. We've seen him drop. He was generally going in the mid to late first round. Uh, in an online championship draft on Friday, he went with pick 22, so he's fallen to the late second round at this point. Uh, we know that his ADP right now is right about 20, but the last few drafts, 23, 20, 22. Do you take a shot on him late second round? I mean, I think this is kind of a gut call. No one really has information on whether he'll be back. So would you take Melvin Gordon right now if he fell to you late second round, or do you feel it's a little bit of a risk because he could miss some games? If the price point is like a 350 $300 league or lower when you're playing for an overall or a big prize, um, he slides to like the you know late second round, thirty round, third round. I mean, you're looking for you create an opportunity with a value. Same with Tyreek Hill, you know, earlier in the summer, you know. So you got to take take them when they fall. But you know, the situation is kind of tricky with the contract. You know, the re- reading between the lines, it sounds like maybe it'll get done. But you know, if you're, if you're playing in the main event and you got a lot of money for sixteen hundred dollars, you know, and you were drafting it early, I would I would probably shy away from because I don't want to get caught with a bell situation. So it really comes down to you know, probably the investment price and what the owner that invests in, what is his threshold. If, if he's got one league for $300, it might be kind of tricky too. So, and especially if it's a home league with his, you know, trading and other stuff going on, he could probably, you know, still work it out one way, either either direction. He could either, you know, get them and trade them before something happens or you could, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, hold on to him and hopefully, you know, hope for the upside. Speaking of Tyree Kill, with him not being suspended, how early would you take him right now? We've seen him go as early as nine in a recent fantasy football world championship draft. Other drafts, 13, 10, 14. Is he a late first round pick for you? Early second round? Where do you take Tyreek Hill? Yeah, I think he's around that, you know, the turn there. It was kind of interesting. Um, somebody, uh, I did those, you know, I have to get the projections, I think last week and they were saying, you know, with the Kansas city he came in as the fourth receiver at the thing. And he's like, is that too high? I'm like, well, I didn't really 
respond because it, it wasn't directly asked to me, but I was like, didn't he? I mean, he finishes the third receiver last year, and it's a pretty explosive offense. So, I mean, it just comes down to, I think, to some of those receivers you think um, probably have a better opportunity as far as catches where he might be a little more explosive as big plays and a little more up and down, but like a Juju Schuster or, you know, maybe even, um, you know, like if Beckham had, you know, you know, played like he did with the Giants early in his career and Mayfield really clicked, maybe he could be a hundred catch guy. So it's just, you know, there's a fine line there. So, you know, more of a, you know, right on the turn, if he's there, you know, you know, you like to see, you know, what happens in camp and stuff. And hopefully there's no more negative stuff and this is all blown over and they all moves forward, but you know, Hill's pretty exciting and the chiefs, you know, and that kind of solidifies their offense a little bit. Uh, James Conner was impressive last year, filling in for Le'Veon Bell. Did get banged up late in the year. Can he come close to what he did last year? Can he be a running back that you could count on taking late first, early second round? Yeah, yeah I think he fits there. He just, um, you know, Pittsburgh didn't really run the ball that well as a team last year, even though he was productive catching and he, and he did what he did that Bell didn't do was he scored touchdowns. And, you know, does that come back where, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, struggles and kind of close? doesn't get the, you know, as many, you know, you know, 15, 16 rushing touchdowns where, you know, Bell, I mean, I don't know if he ever got really over 11 rushing touchdowns in any of the seasons, but, you know, Connor looked, he, he looked apart. Um, I don't think he has as much upside as catches, but I mean, he definitely has a chance to probably catch 50 or more. And he's just a nice steady piece to a fantasy team. And, you know, you just hoping you don't get, you know, half the time is just getting that guy that, you know, doesn't get hurt and stays healthy. And then, you know, if you can get four or five of those guys, you're going to be a contender. Uh, how about Antonio Brown? You know, he seems to be going mid, late second round, obviously changing teams and going for Ben Roethlisberger to car concern for some people. But you got to think the volume is going to be there. So is he appropriately priced mid second round? Is that where you see him or is he a little undervalued? Yeah, if I was in the top four picks and if he made it to, to me, I'd be pretty excited about him. I mean, that car's like a dink and dunk guy. He'd let, hopefully he'll uh, he'll trust uh, Brown enough to throw him in tight coverage, you know, when he's, you know, you know, even when he's singled, but I mean, he's just, uh, you know, he, he, he's done a lot in his career. He scored touchdowns, probably not going to be explosive in that way for Oakland, but you know, he's got to have a floor of 90 catches, even going, you know, in Oakland. So I, I would think he's a, I think he's a value where he is right now. What about Joe Mixon? You know, they've lost a couple of offensive linemen. We've seen AJ green go down. So already dealing with some issues, does that hurt Joe Mixon? Is he someone that you can take on the turn there, maybe pair with the receiver, or maybe you start two running backs, or do you have concerns with the way the season has gotten off to a, a poor start for that Bengals offense? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that he gets drafted pretty high, and I, there's some other running backs, uh, you know, Dalvin Cook or even Chubb that I would be more interested, even though Mixon probably has some more upside catches than Chubb and stuff. I just think the Cleveland offense is – a lot better. So even Chubb's more of a end of the second round. Mixon, you know, can go in the front of a of the second round. A lot of drafts, and there is a wide variety of opinions of them. Some people really like them, and some, you know, kind of fading them. But I'm more in the, you know, the options are are better for me. I mean, I'd even take Gurley over him. So uh, you know, I think he'll be okay. I'm just not gonna. I, I won't fight for him in any drafts. All right, let people know what's going on at Full Time Fantasy. You've already done a ton of work. Uh, what have you done, and what do you got coming up? Um, just uh, I get a, you know basically review all the uh, content. You know, kind of do the breakout, the bus, and you know those those type of um, you know sleeper stuff. You know, and, and you know review the inventory, update any changes for recent injuries, and you know obviously this weekend 
you know, we haven't even really get to the games and there was a ton of injuries this week. I have to update the projections again, you know, and clean them up. And, you know, as it goes past, you get a little more information. So hopefully, you know, two or three weeks to, you know, the projections get a little tighter and we get in tune. And then after I finish that, uh, I'm going to go through, run through and do the ADPs and try to find the values of the breakouts in a, in a, and identify them by price point. Yeah, there's definitely a lot that already occurred over the weekend, and uh, we've barely gotten started. And our first game, a Hall of Fame game, on Thursday night. So uh, you're always putting in a ton of work, and I recommend people check it out. Uh, real quickly, give us one player that you're real high on compared to the consensus. Uh, I probably Rashad Penny. You know, I think that you know, I think that once the these players get on the field. I mean, he's kind of like a six rounder in most of the things I've seen. Um, I haven't looked at all, you know, different formats and stuff like that. But just think that when they, uh, you know, get on the field and, and he looks good in um, preseason, he'll move up from where he'll be the guy that would be like a Freeman last year where he goes to like, you know, six to the fourth round. And then if the, you know, if he gains any starting momentum from the coach speak, that, that, that he'll push even higher. But, um, you know, just, uh, you know, Seattle did a lot last year where they run a back position. They had a 467 carries and decent amount of catches and score touchdowns. And I, I just think it's a good fit for him if he is in better shape and, and if he does stay stay healthy. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I already have taken him in several drafts. I like him as well as ADP in the fantasy football world champs right now is 69. And that's the thing is that they do have a lot of carries. They will run the football a ton. So I agree with you there. All right, Sean, always good talking to you, and uh, we will talk again soon. So good luck the rest of the way in baseball and uh, getting ready for those football drafts. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Again, that is Sean Childs. You can check him out, fulltimefantasy.com, as his preseason pro picks have gone up today. Uh, Dr. Rotazer is also up, and you'll see a sleeper, a bounce-back player, uh, stash and cash player so make sure you check that out good stuff and uh, several high stakes players will also have air picks out mine will be coming out in a couple of weeks as well uh, in addition to bill and right and fantasy taz so use the promo code ronus 50 you get 50 percent off your first two months when we return we'll wrap it up with some baseball news a star pitcher lands on the injured list let you know who it is next here on full-time fantasy from the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back here is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis. We have some news here in baseball. One of the top pitchers in baseball landing on the injured list. Max Scherzer on the 10-day injured list with a mild rhomboid strain. It's a muscle in the upper back. So apparently Scherzer suffered this injury on Thursday. Remember, he's missed already missed three weeks because of mid-back strain. So... He's been great when he's on the field, but now injuries starting to become a factor. And again, he's 35 years old. So, you know, I think he was the consensus number one pitcher for most people this year, but he is getting up there and has had some big workload. So a really big loss for those, especially 
those fighting for a playoff spot in a head-to-head league and in road leagues because it's just really difficult to find good pitching on the waiver wire. I mean, just look at the trade market. There was a trade today. The Brewers acquired a pitcher. It was Jordan Lyle. So Jordan Lyles has had some flashes earlier this year. He's been really bad lately. Uh, 82 and a third innings this year with a 5.36 ERA. He is getting a lot of strikeouts, but Milwaukee really needs some pitching help. Brandon Woodruff out. Gio Gonzalez banked up. seen out. So they've been really, really struggling uh, as they are trying to battle for a playoff spot and uh, should have addressed the pitching a little bit more in the offseason. Really good lineup. Some good arms in the bullpen, but man, they really have some holes in that staff. Also, Michael Waka is going to move back into the starting rotation the next time the Cardinals need a fifth starter. Daniel Ponce de Leon was really bad. He's just struggled to throw strikes, issued a lot of walks. So he was someone that I picked up a couple weeks ago, and I dropped him in a couple leagues last night, including Tout Wars. I thought there was a chance that maybe he does not keep the spot in the rotation. The Cardinals also could potentially make a deal as they're right back in the mix with a hot streak. So uh, you can drop Ponce de Leon. Uh, for sure. And Blake Snell, he did have that arthroscopic surgery to remove loose bodies from his left elbow. And he's expected to return in early to mid-September. So, you know, who knows where the race are at that point. So I could see in some leagues, maybe if you don't have an injured list and you don't have any room, you could potentially drop them. Not everyone. Again, it comes down to your individual league, what you have, where you are in the standings. But, you know, there's a good chance that he comes back and only makes a handful of starts. Meanwhile, check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. My rankings are up. Use the promo code RONUS50. Get 50% off your first two months. And head on over to playffwc.com. Jump in a draft tonight. I'll be back Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.